Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie, right here on 1049 The Horn. Uh, we got a lot to get into. We like to call it a top of the charts Tuesday. We'll get into that a little bit later on in the show. Uh, but before we do, we got a lot to get into, of course. We'll talk the national title uh, and also the national champion, the uh, UConn Huskies. We'll get into that uh, here momentarily. Also, we'll get into uh, the ratings of the uh, women's game last night. And also, uh, we knew it would get political. I predicted it would get political. I just didn't see uh, this as the political slant on the uh, Caitlin Clark. The Caitlin Clark Angel Reese story. We'll get into that coming up a little bit later on. Also, Luka Doncic has said he will play the remainder of the season. We'll get into some NBA headlines. Also, Sark had a media availability uh, after the latest spring football practice. We'll get into that. Talk about some Texas spring football news, notes, and nuggets. Todd McShay's latest mock draft. Uh, Pro Football Focus also believes the Cowboys are going to draft Bijan Robinson. Seems like everybody's on that bandwagon. Also, there are a couple of uh, uh, rumors going around the NFL having to do with the Cowboys that could be game changers. We'll get into all of that and more. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pimping ain't easy, but for this man, it's a breeze. He is the Mike Hardball Hard, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on, brother? What it do, what it do. We are right here in the middle of it. We also have Texas baseball. You can make sure that you check that out on 101.9 and AM 1260 as they will start at 4 o'clock. But you get us. Like my man always says, it's the full Monty mm-hmm. over here today. Let's enjoy it. Let me talk about my man that sits across from me. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and college football Hall of Fame Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But, of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babers. I appreciate that intro. As always, that's how to waste any time introducing the real MVP. He's one of the hardest-working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We do know that he's underpaid. It's Patrick Davis. How you doing, Patrick? Doing good, doing good. Uh, also, uh, losing the house, lose feeling good too. Cone off of his neck and everything, just feeling spry like himself. The unofficial mascot, yeah, yeah, don't lie. So, shout out to my man Lou as well. All right, let's get into the national title game, and then we'll get into another developing story about the uh, women's championship game, or at least I should say, the ha- is related to the women's championship game and the trash talk controversy uh, <laughs> that really captivated the country. Uh, but those ratings you brought up yesterday, Harge, uh, now we have a kind of a better outlook, essentially, in uh, comparisons, perspective on uh, the women's national title ratings. And we'll get into that, too, when we talk about the the first lady has gotten involved in the uh, Caitlin Clark Angel Reese uh controversy conversation so we'll talk about that it was a national discourse yesterday uh and it continues to be a hot topic so we'll get into that coming up a little bit later on but a lot of texas spring football conversation top of the four top of the six o'clock we'll get into sark's the audio we have from sark my man uh patrick always working hard for us got us the sark audio from his media availability so we'll talk some texas spring football there uh top of the five o'clock of course we'll get into the latest nfl news notes and nuggets a lot of buzz about the cowboys how about the rumor 
And, and I don't know if it's a rumor. It's more of a report from Bill Barnwell. He's making predictions. Everybody's making predictions uh, around this time of year based on very limited and uh, most oftentimes uh, corrupted information that they're, they're, they're receiving from different people. Uh, but he's making predictions about the free agent market. And there, there are certain players who may end up getting cut or released by teams just because they are, you know, the, the salary is, uh, for, for a lot of teams, it, it's a bit of an albatross. So mm-hmm. teams may try to get rid of some of these big-time salaries. DeAndre Hopkins is uh, one of the names, top yep, of that list. Yep. Uh, also, and we've talked about this uh, for, for a while, too, as a trade option, but Derrick Henry. Is also a name. He was one of the first names. I was sitting there looking at it. I'm like, wait a minute. They talking about trading him or probably cutting him? And I'm like, huh? Bill Barnwell saying that they can't. Well, at least he's he's predicting they can't. They won't be able to find trade partners for Derrick Henry. Because why? The running, running back, back position, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Well, we and get the, that. It's it's a it's a perfect storm of circumstances, yep. right? You got the one of the deepest running back drafts mm-hmm. we've had in a mm-hmm. really long time. You also have a deep running back uh, free agent market, which we had, uh, which still obviously there's still some running backs out there on the market, and there are running backs available for trade. Derrick yep. Henry being one of them. Dalvin Cook uh, being another, another guy that's available for trade. Yeah. Uh, um, Eckler, Austin guy. Eckler. He wants he wants to be paid too. They need to start a union for the running backs. Like quarterbacks? Like they, the do. Club? they do. They need to start a, a running back club because now those guys are become the most disrespected <laughs> position on the field. Oh, I mean, man. you start thinking about it because everybody's like, oh, we can get another running back. Oh, we're not going to pay this guy this much money. We're going to get rid of this guy. We're going to do all this other stuff, which is understandable fiscally. You know what I'm saying? I get it. But, man. Yeah, These agree. dudes have now become endangered species. No, they, they, you're right. The disrespect. Oh, my goodness. The disrespect right now is unbelievable. I, I can get somebody else to do what Pe- you do. Like, like people are saying that B. John Robinson might be one of the top 10 best players in the draft. But they overall. won't draft him. For, but yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But we're not going to draft him. He's a running back. It is. It's, 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 it's blatant discrimination. It, for sure. It is blatant discrimination against 1, the running back. 1,000%. It's almost like what I say about, you know, they always say the stats about people who are unattractive or they're, they're glaring. That if people that unattractive people compared to attractive people or people who are just average looking people, which is most people, right? Uh, average looking people, but people who are unattractive, they have a hard time finding jobs. Um, they have a harder time getting in yeah. relationship. They're paid less. They're paid less. Yeah, but, like what? Yeah, exactly. But they're, they're, no, nobody wants to form the unattractive people union, right? All right, or because the they don't want to be. They don't want to say that I'm part of it. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to admit. You know what? I am discriminated against because I'm I'm ugly. Yeah, you know what I mean? exactly. And they, should, they don't. Nobody wants to admit that. So Chad I, always talks about <laughs> his pretty people rule. It is. It's yeah, true. It's the no, pretty no, people. All rule. the studies say that attractive yeah. people have a lot of advantages and privilege, and that unattractive people. It is the opposite. Yep, they have, yep. you know, they, they have to deal with a lot of disadvantages because of how unattractive they are. But nobody wants to get into that. And they are a minority group because, by the way, I believe most people are just average looking. You're not right. ugly. You're not gorgeous. Beautiful, by the way. Right. But just average. Yeah. Just the way it is. You fit uh, in all groups. Exactly. But myself and a couple of other, we, we are in the attractive people group. I consider myself to be in that group. Oh, uh, yeah. And man. I'm sure most of y'all listen like, I'm definitely in that group. You're probably not. <laughs> <laughs> just like me. I'm probably not either. I just consider myself. But I consider either. myself I mean, yeah. in it. You That's should. Right. You That's should. Right. You should be able to say, no. I'm, when I'm you wake up in the morning, you say, you you say this is all me, baby. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. should be thinking you good looking. Yeah. That don't mean you are good looking. 
looking. <laughs> you should think you good looking. All right. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Just like I think I'm good looking, even I though I may it. not be that good looking. You I should believe it. it. Now, nobody wants to admit, though, that they may be ugly and therefore at a disadvantage and being discriminated against. So that's why they can't have their own advocacy right. group. You know? Right. Uh, I get it. They do. They need it. Yeah. But just like the running backs, your your point, they need it. They need a group. I they, mean, because they don't, want, they don't want to admit that they, value has dropped this much, and they at, or are actually being discriminated against. They, they don't want to admit that. One hundred percent. Yes. Austin Eckler talked about it. Yeah, and it's like, come on, man. Like, <clears throat> what, what we were the most because they do multiple things. They're not just a running back. They are just Nobody positioned cares. like that. Nobody just cares. remember. Remember when Jimmy Graham was trying to walk out there and say, I'm a wide receiver. I want to get wide receiver money. And they're like, no, you're nah, a tight end. You're a tight end. Sorry. Yeah, this is the position you chose. Mm, that's you might about. be playing another position, yeah. but you are listed as our tight end. Same thing with the running back position. Running backs block. They run. They receive. They do all kinds of things. But right now, you are disrespected. You're running back. You're a running back. Yeah. No, I'm with you. It's uh, it's unfortunate. It is very unfortunate. No, because well, uh, now, like you've always said, you know, nobody wants to play defensive back anymore. They want to play wide receiver. You know, well, Trevon Diggs cried. Had, well, yeah, he didn't want to play it either. Right. Nick Saban had to force it. Oh, now he's an all pro. Um, there it is. But no, no, we'll get into the conversation though. But it affects Bijan because Bijan's in that conversation. And everybody loves him, but there's a thought that. He could drop to the Cowboys. We'll get into right. some of those pro football focus draft uh, simulator projections coming up. Right, and this is another great point right here, Mr. Carolina. I can tell tell you Emmitt Smith's record will never be touched again in this era of football. And that's true. Emmitt Smith will go down in the history of the game as the all-time leading mm, rusher yeah. because – Everybody's gone. Well, because running backs don't play the game that exactly. long anymore. Frank Gore, you know, he's one of the Adrian Peterson. Those guys, the exception, not the rule. You don't play that long anymore. And then when you do play, there's more running back by committee, not workhorse yes, backfields. Yes, more. It has more to do with now our progressive mindset about the passing game more so than. We just, you know, this running back just won't receive the carries. Those running backs, actually, if you look at touches, they're still getting the same amount of touches. They're just split up a lot of times where a quarter of those are receptions now. Right. Emmett, right. Yeah, I, go, I haven't looked at Emmett's receiving numbers, but I guarantee you they're, they're not that prolific. Right. He was, a, he was a workhorse back, which is a different era of football. So he's right. They'll never touch it. Yep, that's, that's amazing to but me. But strangely think enough, Mr. Carolina, they would never touch Jerry Rice's records either. Think about Jerry Rice's records. They still ain't nobody's coming close to him. That's right. Not even close. That's true. Not even close. Go look at Jerry Rice's records. They're like Wilt Chamberlain records. <laughs> like nobody's even close to these damn things. Yeah. Like what? Like seriously? There's, there, yeah. There's not even a number that you can dude, put it on. No, we, we just go to the, oh, give me a second to Jerry Rice. They don't even they just put an asterisk by it. it, it Jerry Rice records are crazy. His numbers, because he because it was the beginning of the West Coast offense, so it was a schematic advantage the NFL hadn't figured out yet, so it was the birth of the West Coast offense, and then he was the focal point of that offense. Bill Walsh chose him, the greatest offensive mind, arguably, in football, chose Jerry Rice as the perfect instrument yep. of the West Coast offense. Yep. He and Joe Montana, and then Jerry Rice also had longevity. Think about it. I played with Jerry Rice. <laughs> that right there I is played the thing. with Jerry that Rice. That, to me... When you say that, it's I, like he was my teammate. People are like, "Huh?" I'm he's my teammate yeah. in Denver. I'm talking about Jerry Rice receding hairline. We talking about with the braids, braids. <laughs> dude. Braids starting at like the middle of the top of the head. Braids, like it was like if George Jefferson had braids, oh my and he's still out there still doing people dirty on the six route. 
I got to go against him a lot because he was like the the second or third wide receiver then. So I got a chance to go against Jerry Rice, and I got and every time I got a chance, I'd love it. And the other guys didn't want to go against Jerry Rice. So I was like, what? I'm going against Jerry because it was because Jerry was doing people dirty, and he was like 45 years old. <laughs> All right, so they were like, no, I ain't letting old old Jerry do me dirty out there. No way, because he was still doing people dirty. Right. And I was like, nah, man, I ain't gonna be in the league long. I, want the I know this challenge. is the end of my career. I'm trying. No, I know challenge. I was like, basically, I'm at the end of my career anyway. I'm trying to get some Jerry Rice stories in here. <laughs> So let's go, Jerry. I knew I was done by then. I was uh, the Denver Broncos were like my third or fourth team. Yeah. It was things are not going the way I thought. Gotcha. I thought I was gonna get my chance, but I was like, you know what? I'm, either way, I'm going against Jerry Rice. Yeah. I'm fighting to go against Jerry. They wanted to go against. I think it's like uh, like Rod Smith was. There. I, I think it was an old guy. Rod, Ma- Rod Smith was another old one, yeah, but he was, was still cooking one. people too. Man, it was yeah, exactly. He was still cooking people too. Man, I was trying to get out there and go against Jerry. <laughs> I'm gonna show something out here today. Yeah. Um, so I, I love yeah, it. I stalked Jerry. A little bit, I, I like it. I, I like stalked it. him. Even even going, I ain't gonna lie. Even going into the uh, the steam room, I stalked Jerry. It was inappropriate, but I did. <laughs> Every time I, I was sitting, there, any moment you could get with. Any time I could get yeah. in there with Jerry, I was like, you know what, Jerry's going to the steam room. I'll go up in there. I'm gonna say what's up. See if I can give me a couple of moments with Jerry, and he was cool. Yeah, I got me. I got my mo- I got my Jerry Jerry Rice moments. I like it. That's all I was about. Give me, give me a couple. Give of me moments. my moments, man. Just give me a couple of moments with Jerry Rice to kick it a little bit, so I can have some great stories. You got them about me, exactly. You and got them. You got them. Now they're inappropriate. I was stalking him, but it was okay. I was naked with Jerry Rice in the steam room. Hey, man. That's sometimes. basically. I mean, I, I'm not. It wasn't nothing inappropriate, either, but yeah. that's what I. Y'all had brought to do. towels with you. So that's yes, good. Yeah, that's you go. True. Just say that. We were towel up. Yeah, we well, were towel Well, he went on when he got in there. He wanted say to be comfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just said, he be a little hey, secret about Jerry he, Rice. Hey, he was 45 <laughs> years old. <laughs> he didn't care no more. He said, give me a little secret about yeah. Jerry. When Jerry was up, hey, when Jerry got up there, he liked to detowel. <laughs> it just be all out. I learned that too. Like, oh, okay. What did he Already. do? He detowel. He detowel, don't Because he? he's the GOAT. He's like, I'm the GOAT. Oh, I'm man. I, bet, I bet Tom Brady details as well. Oh, he's for sure. State. Yeah, I mean, when no you go question. there, you go there. Why not? You know what I'm saying? Right, anyway, sorry. Can we get to the national title game? I here? mean, we can. You started this. I did not. You was you went on. A, you went somewhere. And I, you went, well, I went somewhere. You went off the path, and I did. then I did. you got us going here. Okay, okay I'll take it. <laughs> all right, UConn beat San Diego State, and we all knew this was going to happen. Yep. And it almost went exactly the way we said it was going to go. It did. We were talking in the break. We were like, it's going to end up being a blowout in the first half. And well, I believe Patrick creeping was, back in. And then Patrick was like, the refs are going to they gonna let them back in it. Yep. I, I don't know if there are any calls that people complained about. I think people lost interest by the time. No, the and it's, it's not. It's not like the refs are blatantly doing anything. So, like the Xavier game is a perfect example of kind of what happened last night for Texas. That they basically let the big guy for Xavier get whatever he wanted in the second half, and he just couldn't do much. Yeah, but they let him get what he wanted. He got a ton of free throws. He gets all, and they're like, if he decides to go off, Texas may lose that game. Same thing happened last night where they're like, hey, we're going to kind of give him a couple things. They can take advantage of it. They can win this game. They kind of did. They, UConn was just too yeah, good. They kind of did. UConn hits, and, and again, if they're not going to call fouls on people, and you can hit threes still, you can beat anybody even with the referee, and UConn did it this entire tournament. And the so, size advantage for UConn and, yeah. is huge. And it's just that thing. When you look at it, and you, when you say you have to play through the refs, UConn did it this entire tournament. Yep. So so hats off to them because there were in every game a point where things were skewed, where it wasn't terrible, but it's enough that it could have changed things, and they didn't let it once. So that that's what champions do. And they would, San down. Diego State shot 25 free, or 20 free throws, and they shot uh, UConn shot 27. So, so it wasn't a huge yeah, disparity. Well, it was a huge disparity. It, but the over under was one thirty two and a half. 
Was it really? 132 and a half. How do you know that, Harsh? Because I took the over. <laughs> I took the over. And the final <laughs> score was 135. Oh, man. Vegas How do they know? They know. How do they know? They, they know the referees was going to make sure that they got free throws. We there. knew that, too. Because we were wondering why the line, was it a seven or eight? It was a seven, seven, and, a half, po- seven right? and a half point Considering line. Considering UConn had beaten their opponents by an average of 20, what, 20-something points yeah, they, per and game? Yeah, they beat them by they, 17 last night. Exactly. Yeah, it, no, that was easy money. Right? Yeah, there, every single game was double digits. Yeah, that's, so why, why would insane. they even put it within uh, single digits? Because they thought that San Diego I State would be, slow it down and not let sa- them run. That's true. You know uh, what I'm saying? And then saying? they thought the refs would and keep it thought, close. Yeah, yeah. Um, not the, uh, it, 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 I guess they got it close at one point, but for the most part, UConn dominated the game. Um, it, okay, can we have the conversation about UConn? Because they've had one of the weirdest like couple of decades in the history of college basketball. Mm-hmm. So they their twenty five year run just going back twenty five years they got five national titles in this twenty five year run which is crazy, all right since nineteen ninety nine, um, but five conference titles, which we thought they'd had more than that they've missed a tournament eight times, um, seven times not out of the first weekend, and then you got three title games against a five seed or worse right. It's just a weird. So are they? Uh, are no. they? So there are blue bloods and there are new bloods. Is UConn a new blood? And I so, think that so they the blue been, bloods. They don't have blue bloods. Well, they status. got five. Uh, they tried Bucky and Aaron tried to put them in there and knocked Indiana out of it this morning. No, no, no. They were yeah, saying I, they were. They were like, yeah. no, UConn you, is you a blue. You can't lose your blue blood status. You're a blue blood. You're a blue blood. You don't lose your blue blood yeah, status. I know Indiana's you, getting close to it though. I know you can listen in football. There are a lot. Texas, some people say that about Texas. Yeah. So it'll be. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. That's why I'm that's like, true. no, you cannot lose. You can't. I, I have to stay. You got You have. Yeah. You have to. I don't want to be a hypocrite. Put your foot down here. on it. Yeah. We're putting our foot down. You cannot lose your blue blood status because Texas. <clears throat> football, it might be on the verge of that. So, yeah, can't lose that, is my opinion. I think you have blue bloods and new bloods. Yeah. yeah. Those who established themselves in like the later that. part, right, the last 20, 30 years or so. Yeah, because there is the blood. last 20, the 24 years, right? Yeah. They 20, won their yeah. first uh, title 99. in 99, and they've won four, five since. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm at Katie says Nebraska. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just a losing your blue blood status. That they might to, have. To revoke blue blood status is a, is, is a wild. Yeah. I, I don't think you should be able to do it, guys. Okay. Yep. Don't don't let it happen, because then it can happen to you. <laughs> yeah, it it can Ron, be part as of Ronald you. Reagan once said, "Listen, it's a he always said it's a recession when it happens to your neighbor. It's a depression when it happens to you. Don't let it happen to you. Don't when you, when you tell a joke at a party and everybody stops laughing, exactly. like, oh no, I'm the joke. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's, that, that could be Texas. So no, blue blood status, you can keep that. But I I think they've earned. You know, if, if you want to throw them into the blue bloods, you can do that, or you can go with mine that this kind of a new blood thing. But man, they're they're in there. Man, they've been too influential." In college basketball, the last, you know, almost three decades. Yeah, they've won in in every, like, the last four decades. But here's the other part of this. I believe all of their national championships that they won were in the state of Texas. Hold up. Say that again? I believe every championship that they have won has been in the state of Texas. All of UConn's championships. Yes. I think think that's true, too. It's at least least three or four of them. Yeah. Yeah, have been in the state of Texas. That is fantastic. And I believe they won two of them in Houston. 
H Town, baby. Yeah, Damn. they love the state of Texas. So wherever, whatever is the national championship is in the state of Texas, you might want to put some money on UConn. Wow, that so, is a great. So bet. is it just because they're that. warmed up, finally getting out of Connecticut? Maybe like, oh, they, so they, nice they, down they, here. They got loose. Do, they were already do they ever loose. Have any, because Texas has a lot of great basketball players. Any other basketball players ever go to UConn from Texas? State? Uh, only Okafor, and he was from Beaumont. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's yeah. a great that I know nugget. of. Yeah. That's a great nugget. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because they did. They are there every few years or so. You can count on a UConn run. And if it's in so, Texas, they gonna be in it. Okay. Right. Yeah. Next time it happens. So make sure I'm, I'm, I'm throwing money on the next time. <laughs> Trust me. Oh, that is fantastic. Great yeah. job. I love that. Um, so UConn. How about this little stat from ESPN Stats Info? Talk about how dominant they've been. Uh, during this run, you can play 240 minutes in six tournament games and trail for just 31 minutes yeah. of time, 13 percent, including only 55 seconds in the second half of games. They were, I mean, they were easily the best team in the tournament by far, right? <laughs> by was, far, because of what, <laughs> what what you said about the scoring differential, how they broke everything down, they've done it all. And you start looking at who they are and what they were able to do. Man, this is very, very impressive. Seventeen and zero. How about this? Finish the season seventeen and zero straight up, and sixteen and one against the spread versus teams outside of the Big East. So teams that didn't know if you ain't, yeah, if you if didn't you, scout them properly, you ain't scout them yet. Yeah, yeah. you didn't have some familiarity with them. Yep. Oh man, they just they shell shocked you. Yeah, it means seventeen and zero, and it covered it impressive. every time. Good teams win. Great teams cover, and that's what they do. They were a great team. They were definitely a and great they, team. They, they went unranked in the preseason. Yeah, they were they were like sixty to, or sixty six to one to win the national championship at the very beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah, uh, that that was it. Really, was a great run by them, and it's been that is fantastic. I love the Texas stat though. Yeah, that is a that, yeah. That is unbelievable. I can't believe that. Like, what are the champion- odds of that? Exactly. What are the odds of that? And then like, here's the often, thing. Okay, we gotta look at how often. They have the championship games in Texas. It's not. It's not. It's it's a Do good they have amount. It in there every like every. I don't know. Well, so not 10. next year. The year following twenty twenty four or twenty twenty. So not next season, but the season so after. It'll be in San Antonio. San Antonio. San Antonio. It's not until okay. Dallas again until I think twenty thirty. Okay. It'll be in Dallas again. So maybe uh, it's the frequency of it being in Texas more so than it's still it's still a yeah. crazy stat. That, yeah. I mean the odds. It of still it spreads right. it out. Yeah, so I, that's I got to look at. Yeah, that. That you're is, going to put that in in the Rolodex. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. Can we uh, talk about um, the first lady? Sure. <laughs> sure. You see, I know the, where you. No, because I know where you're going with that. <laughs> you see, you like sure. Yeah. Uh, that's like when your wife asks you, "Do uh, do you want to? Can we have, can we have a talk?" And you're like, "Sure." <laughs> <laughs> it's very reluctant. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, of course sure, we can do this, I mean, but it's not going to be good news. I, I can mean, tell. the way you brought that to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, First Lady uh, Jill Biden, she said on Monday, and by the way, there's been clarity on this, but uh, she said after the uh, national title win from uh, by LSU over Iowa, 102-85, uh, when everybody, you know, obviously is talking about the champions in the NCAA, they get to visit the White House, which is in, in all the major sports, actually, not just NCAA, visit the White House. And it's a, an American tradition. Everybody talks about it. Everybody looks forward to it. Yep. Uh, she said, quote, yesterday, I know we'll have the champions come to the White House. We always do. So we hope LSU will come. But, you know, I'm going to tell Joe. I think Iowa should come too because they played such a good game. 
Her everybody don't get a trophy, Jill. <laughs> her press secretary <laughs> did uh, clarify, all right, that um, although she admires how far women have advanced in sports because of Title IX, uh, she looks forward to celebrating the LSU Tigers on their championship win at the White House. Uh, she also, uh, President Biden also tweeted out that he's looking forward to welcoming LSU. He didn't say anything about Iowa. didn't bring up Iowa at all. Mm-hmm. And a- Angel Reese, in <laughs> response to the First Lady's comments, before the clarification, I believe, um, she did remark on Twitter, um, as she quote tweeted the story, um, in all caps, a joke. Uh, and then she had some rolling on the floor laughing emojis. I believe that's what they are called. Yeah. All right. I knew it would get political. I thought it would be President. I thought it would be Trump that would do it. So I, You that, did say that. I said it would be you Trump. You did say I, that. I, you know what? Trump might actually now respond. I know he's got a lot of stuff going on. Well, he's done. He's on his way back to Mar-a-Lago, so he might have time to might, do it on the plane. He might have responded to yeah, it. You he know, might have. Uh, Caitlin Clark. Uh, so he might have responded to it, but I, I didn't see the Jill Biden political slant to it. Yeah. Um, all right. Obviously, they've kind of walked it back. They've backpedaled a little bit. Uh, what are your thoughts about her initially inviting our to the White House as well as LSU, the champion. This is not everybody gets a trophy. You you can't you can't do that. I mean, that's not what this breaks down to because if you start looking at who gets to go and who doesn't, there's so many other ways of going about it because then you look at back, so now they're gonna have San Diego State come with UConn. Oh, yeah, like the people it. that are the gotta people, yeah, you got to. Yeah, right? that's the new rule. If that's the new rule, if that's what you're going to do, everybody who plays in the championship gets to go. Gets then to that's go. the new rule, exactly. Because yeah, I'm with you on that. So if you're going to do that, you're going to have to do it for everybody, right? This isn't everybody gets a trophy type of league. I mean, these people work hard. We to are get that to this kind of country, though. But this is how you get it back from that, right? This is <laughs> where you stop. We are that kind of country. Yeah, you no. that we are that, you, you got kids. What is what? What? what we are that we, kind of country, and we don't we don't we don't take kindly to those type <laughs> oh, of. Oh, your household uh, is different. Yeah, yes. we are totally different God when it comes you, to man. that. God you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you sit there and you're like, all right, so we're going to go and do this. Everybody's going to get a trophy. In this presentation, I believe KD had a podcast about it. Thank you, he did. He did. I <laughs> think KD does. It. That's the title right, of it. Everybody, yeah, <laughs> everybody a gets a trophy. Yeah, he, he's That's not how with this works too. down. Yes, man. Mocking it no. as well. Uh, no, I agree with you. It's uh, it's that's yeah, a bad precedent to set. And I, I I know what the first lady was trying to do. She was trying to celebrate the moment and how because she got caught up too. And we all got caught up. And yeah. we talked about how captivate the country was with it. And by the way, going back to the ratings thing, this is phenomenal. I, I love these numbers. So apparently 9.9 million viewers was more than every NHL Stanley Cup game since 1973. It was more than the games 1, 2, and 3, and 5 of the 2021 NBA Finals. More than the uh, 2023 Sugar Bowl between Bama and K-State. More than the 2023 Orange Bowl. More viewers than the 2023 Orange Bowl between Tennessee and Clemson. And obviously, it says every MLS game on record. (laughs) (laughs) Every MLS. No, they got more ratings that that they got more viewers, I should say, than any MLS game on record. And how about this? Sunday's audience for the women's national title game um, exceeded every game of last year's NBA playoffs, except for the NBA finals. Every game of last year's Major League Baseball postseason, except for the World Series. Every NASCAR race since 2017, including the Daytona 500, and every NHL game in more than 50 years, mm. and that includes the Stanley Cup, gentlemen. Wow! The, we, wow! Everybody was everybody was about it. 
It really was. It captivated the country. That's crazy. That's some wild numbers right there, man. So I understand why the first lady had something to say, but I think she just got caught up in how she did in all the drama, the emotion of yeah. everything and, and that and was going saying, down. The, the trash talk was a big part of it. Yep, it was a big part. We but basically you had the the best two players potentially, uh, you know, in the country with Caitlin Clark and Angel yep, Reese, yep. but they are also the arguably the two best trash talkers in all of the sport. And then you also have dynamic personalities with the coaches and the players and all these storylines. Guys, it's about storylines. You got to have a storyline that transcends the sports page, the front page. The NFL is king because they have a ton of them. Yeah. And, and the NBA has figured out, too, like, no, no, no. Half the NBA season ain't even about what's on the court. It's, it's, it's definitely not. It's about what's not. happening off the court, what's going on. It's, that's part of it. The reason people don't talk baseball, give me the baseball storylines. Give them to me. Yeah, exactly. Crickets, crickets, crickets. Yeah. We're not talking. Nobody wants to sit around and t- listen. I, I talk. Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. Storyline. Shohei Otani's got a great storyline. Exactly. Though. We love to go back and like, oh man, how do you become such a great two way player? Yep. Since Babe Ruth, you ever had a player like that in Major League Baseball? Storylines. Storylines. The storylines. Cheating scandal. Trash. Storylines. Yeah. Storylines. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want to get the ratings? Rangers. Listen, the Masters. Bruce Bochy. The Masters this year, and I know it sounds crazy. The live golfers are there. Oh, that's the storyline. 18 of them, are, I believe, are participating in the Masters. Now, I, they have the, the Masters dinner, uh, whatever. We'll get to that, actually. That's pretty cool. Because we'll it is pretty up. cool. It is pretty cool. So we'll get to that coming up and off the record. So we'll get to some of the menu items and all that kind of stuff. But there, there's, there are you know, former Masters champions that are a part of the Live Tour now. Yeah. And they are at this dinner. And they're going to be sitting outside. And they're going to be sitting in with, with guys who genuinely don't like. They dis- don't like each other anyway. Guys have basically been disowned. Yeah. The friendships. Destroyed. Yes. Well, because lawsuits guys, are involved now. Yeah, because these guys went to the yeah. live tour and decided to take the money. And there's there's political uh, storylines. There's yep. patriotism thrown in there. It's the money. And, and oh, some people said, actually, live is good. Because it's forcing the PGA to, to modernize and be progressive. And they it have did changed, help them out a little bit. Exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Like, so it's like, and then, but you, you, got, you got a natural villain. The key to a storyline is mm-hmm. villains create storylines. And the, the, the key to it, because villains create conflict, number one. Because that's what villains do really well. If you got a villain, they're creating conflict. Mm-hmm. Kaylin Clark, Andrew Reese, conflict. Conflict creates storylines. All right? This is this is the reality reality TV recipe. This is the recipe for it all. Yep. You find a villain, and you, whether you're writing a Marvel movie, or whether you're directing a reality TV show, or whether you are the director of a Monday Night Football game, or it's March Madness. Find a villain. The villain creates the conflict. The conflict creates the storylines. Yep. Period. I like it. Sometimes it's natural. Sometimes somebody just they got natural storylines on their own. But usually that's the way you create one. I like it. And I'm telling you right now, golf has a great one that is simmering. And it's all happening Easter weekend. Ooh. It is. I'm telling you. It yeah. is. It's brewing up yeah. to be a, a fantastic. It, it, they, <laughs> the golf can basically re, golf can learn a lesson from the women's national title game. And they can try to recreate that. They really can. And it, it, what everybody learned from Vince McMahon and WWE years ago. Yep. Sometimes the hero's got to turn into the heel <laughs> in order to keep the storyline going. You got to have <laughs> the storyline story going. Yeah. What did Tiger do? Uh, you know what? I got to flip the storyline on him. And then you flip it back. You just keep flipping it. Every time it gets dry, you just turn your hero into a heel and vice versa. Kaylin Clark was the hero for everybody, and then she all of a sudden turned into the heel. And then now she's a hero again. What? That's yeah. the way you do it. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's a good point. It. You got to flip it back and forth, man. 
Yeah, I, I, was I like Hulk, it. I was a Hulkamaniac when Hulk Hogan went NWO, Hollywood Hogan. I went with him. You were like, what are I'm we a, doing? I'm, no, let's no, go. I'm like, let's go, baby. I'm let's a villain, go. too. Let's go. I'm following yep. it. Yep. That's what you got to do. I like it. I love that women's basketball has gone petty. All sports should go All petty. go petty. Like Zay talks about, go petty. Petty creates storylines way better. Way better. <laughs> NBA playoffs got some of that, too. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. But, um, all right, coming up next, we're going to get into the Luka situation. There's talk that Luka may not play and that he will play. Luka said that he will play. There were rumors and reports that the Mavericks are going to try to hold him out. Uh, we'll talk about that and get some NBA headlines coming up right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful down the horn. Top of the charts Tuesday right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. That's when my man Patrick uh, plays jams. I reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. It's my favorite musically themed day of the week. Also, uh, just a little uh, correction. UConn won four of their five national titles in the state of correct, Texas. Correct, correct. Uh, shout out there and shout out to my man KD. Uh, uh, Texas, that's who it's too. So, it's four out of five, and okay. So you did research and found out how many yep. national title games uh, in the foreseeable future are going to be in the state of Texas. No, I was talking about the ones that they actually won the games in. So they had okay. it in San Antonio, Dallas, and H Town twice. H Town twice. Yep. Okay. So we got to find. And out. the only time they didn't win it was in 1999, and that was in St. Petersburg, Florida. We, so all of the 2000s of their championships were one in the state of Texas. How many coaches, Patrick? Three, right? Yeah. So it was Calhoun, Kevin Ollie won the, the fourth one, and then uh, so, Danny Hurley. So we need to go find out when the next national title game is in Texas. 2025. 2025, it's at the Alamo Dome in San okay. Antonio. And then again in 2030, it's at AT&T Stadium. All right, the earliest you can make those bets. is 2025. <laughs> so whenever, whenever you can make the bets, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, there's a little, little change. Just little forget change. about it. That's right. It's an investment. Just put don't even, don't even worry about it. it. Yeah, yeah, just, just let it gain. Right. Right. And you'll be like, oh, Babe, I just forgot. <laughs> they did it again. Exactly. Oh, that is fantastic. I love that. All right, uh, let's get to some NBA news, notes, and nuggets. Gentlemen, the playoffs are right around the corner for the NBA. And unfortunately, there's some bad history that the state of Texas and the NBA teams in Texas are going to have to deal with. And we'll be talking tons of NBA coming up here because um, – there's, uh, I think the NBA playoffs have a lot of storylines. I know Patrick watches more NBA than all of us. He watches a ton of it. Uh, but I think the storylines coming up in the playoffs are going to be really good. But one of the storylines right now is about the Mavs. So there was speculation yesterday that the Mavs were going to shut down Luka for the rest of the season. Correct. You're talking about with, I believe they had three games left, if I'm not mistaken. And the, that, Sham Sharania, by the way, was mm-hmm. the one that threw that out there. The Mavs were thinking about shutting him down. And by the way, they were only one game out of the play-in position when he said that. Now, Luca, I got this via Tim McMahon, he has clarified that he going to play. As long as he said, quote, I'm playing tomorrow when there's still a chance, I'm going to play. So right. he's a warrior. I appreciate that from Luca. Um 
I guess shutting him down would have been them trying to get a lottery so position. The pick they traded lottery. for Kyrie Irving from this year is top 10 protected. Okay. So if they have the 11th pick in the draft, they do not have a draft pick in the first round this year. If they get the 10th pick, they keep their pick this year. It'll then rotate to next year. Now, the, the scary part of that is I think you lose more protections each year it goes on. I got you. So you could be also awful next year. Kyrie leaves, Kyrie leaves in free agency. Luka gets hurt or whatever, and you are now the number one seed, and you don't have any protections on your pick, and you lose it completely to Brooklyn. That's also a possibility. So there is a scary part, but your hope is – well, we keep Kyrie or we're able to flip him into something else and we keep Luca and then we have another pick who's going to be good for us next year and we add another piece and we and we can try and go at it again next yeah. year. But they are top 10 protected. Okay. Now, top 10 means you don't make the playoffs. Which is there's basically 10 teams in the NBA who are not in the play-in. Ah, uh, yeah, good point. Okay, yes. So 15 gotcha. teams in each conference, gotcha. top yes. 10 making in the play-in. Playoffs so and play-in, very different. So you will be yeah. a top 10 C or top 10 normally if you're in that play-in area. That's a good point. So I guess, I don't know if Luca decided to, you know, veto uh, their decision or if the, <laughs> the I'm at the backlash maybe from the report just being out there. Maybe they want to test yeah, how it happens. would play yeah. in you know the court of public opinion. I don't think it played really well. And I think Luca Luca does not want that stigma or reputation. Because yeah. now there's a lot of talk about Luca and you know, maybe if it's not Kyrie's fault, because I don't think Kyrie is to blame here. There's been a lot of people who haven't watched any of the Mavs and haven't paid attention. They want to point to Kyrie because, oh, if it's not working, it's got to be Kyrie's fault. Because usually, if it's not working, it is Kyrie's fault. That is not the case here, um, yep. as we've talked about. It's, there are a lot of people to blame, but it is, Kyrie yeah. is not to blame here No, at all. No, I, I will say, if you want to have Kyrie on your team, you need to have a stable force and a real leader, yeah. and the Mavs didn't have that. Luca is supposed to be that. So maybe if you want to point Luca, he's supposed no, to be Jason that. Kidd's supposed to be that. Yeah, and and I get I get Luca is supposed to learn how to be it. He's still a young guy. That's he is true. not that guy yet. He's we know he's guy not guy that guy yet. yet. Yeah. So you need to have a stronger force. They didn't have that. I if I'm the Mavs, I don't know why I pull him. You're losing with him. Go ahead and let him play. Have fun. Yeah. You're gonna lose no matter what. Because oh, you don't want to play defense. And That's you just true. and you just let Jason Kidd keep coaching this team, you'll keep losing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. You let Jason Kidd keep coaching the team, you'll keep losing. I hate to agree with you, but I think you might be right about that. And to the point that like, the, the offense for the Mavs has been like unbelievable, but the reason that Harge didn't like it from the jump, and I'll admit you said you didn't like it. You from said the it very wasn't going to work. Uh, you said you know it was going to be a disaster because they don't play defense, and that's not helping your defense. And that's the reason they're losing. Their defense is atrocious. Yeah, like I think other teams are setting like their season scoring record against them. Yeah. Because of the way that they go about the lack of effort on defense. And I thought Patrick hit the nail on the head very early in the conversation as well because Jason Kidd is a defensive-minded guy. And now you bring in another guy that doesn't play defense on top of the fact that Luka is lazy on defense. I mean, did you hear what happened the other night in Atlanta when the fans start calling him fat? Yeah, they called him fat at the free throw line. They, they when were like he was yelling at the, fat. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you are fat. Like yeah. I'm like, what is wrong? Hey, Atlanta, by the way, Atlanta got no room to talk because they got the other problem in the league of Trey Young. Yeah, there's the same thing. It's like, hey, man, you either. got that cancer on your team, too. Exactly. Yeah, but I, I guess agree it, it, it's 100%. Like he's not fat. 
Yeah, he's, <laughs> not, he's not fat. He may we be, can we can say bald. He may be fat. <laughs> yeah, he may be challenged follically, but he's not he's not fat. But yeah, no, I'm with you. I just think that it's just that, wild. And maybe man. that's why Jason Kidd is checked out. I think so too. That he's checked out a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and I wonder if he that. was even consulted about going to get another player. Maybe, this might have been a big move by by Cuban to say, mm-hmm. hey, we need to go get this guy because we want Luca to stick around and let him know that hey, we are going to go after people. To get, uh, you know, to make it look like we want to build on this team. But the one problem, and is going to continue to be the problem, is they don't have people that want to sell out on defense. Everybody in the NBA wants to be a scorer. Like, they're, the only person that really gets after it is Patrick Beverly. Like, Patrick mm. Beverly is the dude that will play defense, but he's another one of those that. You want them on your team, but you don't want to play against. But that's what them. the playoffs is about, right? That's when that's what that's the teams that separate. Yeah, the teams that actually play both ends of the floor. So it's like everybody in the NBA can score now. Exactly. Like it used to be that you know everybody in the NBA kind of played defense back in the day, and then only the elite teams could score a lot of points because they had the best players. Yep. Now it seems like it's the opposite. It's like everybody can score a lot of points. Hell, even the Rockets score yep. a lot of points, yep. but they can't play any defense. And it seems like that to me now is the separator. To your point, that loss to the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, by the Mavs this uh, past weekend, Luca and Kyrie combined for 63 points. The sixth time they've been together, they've combined for at least 60 points. They're two and four. Exactly. Because if you like, if you look at the Warriors <laughs> last year, why they can make that run is because Draymond starts playing defense better. Klay Thompson's playing a little bit better defense. Anthony Davis Wiggins. gonna start playing some D. Well, the Lakers they come up with plays like yeah. when you play when you have those guys. I think the Mavs do fall back into they hire Nico Harrison. They already had the Mavs. Nico Harrison doesn't want to play defense. Nico Harrison wants it is a Nike guy. You don't you don't sell shoes by playing defense. <laughs> yeah. And I think he wanted to go and put this team together a different way. And you can't hire a GM and a coach who don't want to have the same theory. Right. And so it's just all put together in the wrong way. That again, if I would made that trade for Kyrie two or three games into it. I would have seen Jason Kidd walk in that locker room, not even talk to the team, go back and do whatever, and just be like, ah, whatever. And I'd be like, cool, you're gone. I'm going to go bring in Mike D'Antoni. We're not going to play a lick of defense. And let's go just run and try and score 200 points a game. Listen. And we won't win. We won't win anything. But we weren't going to win anything before we trade for Kyrie either. Like, let's not pretend mm. the Mavs were going to get out of the second round of the playoffs. They, now, they were going to make the playoffs. They weren't going to get out of the second round. We knew Luka was going to hit a rougher patch down the end of the season because he has not rested in two, three seasons, yep, yep. he keeps playing. We knew all this was coming. They tried to find a way to get him through that hump by getting somebody else who could score. Yeah, like a bridge but to help him. you trade away Dorian Finney-Smith, who was one guy that everybody thought was going to oh, be untouchable. Three and D. You still never found that big guy Dorian you needed. Dorian Finney-Smith, that was the name I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. three and D guy, baby. An amazing, amazing defender. Yeah. And so you did all those things, and then you just still tried to have the same identity as before. But, like... Uh, Nico Harrison is doing the same thing they've done in Atlanta, which is you have a guy who doesn't want, who wants to play a type of basketball that it takes a very specific group of people around him to play with. And when you can't put that together, you instead of just going, hey, Luca, you want to be the best player, basketball player in the world? Go win titles. This yep. is how we need you to play. We're going to be rough on you. If you leave, you leave. Fine. But it's about winning titles. And if you don't want to win titles, you just want to score, go do it somewhere else. I don't care. But they don't want to do that because it's about money, not about winning titles. And so they're going to baby him. And as long as he's on that team and they don't be rough with him, the same with Trey Young in Atlanta, you're never winning anything. Yeah, And they were yeah. closer last year. 
Because it, well, because you had Jalen Brunson on the deal. You had, yeah, you had exactly. And that was the thing is, you would have paid Jalen Brunson. You could have then tried to go out and get another piece. I will admit they they should have paid him earlier. Oh yeah. But yeah. once they that didn't happen, it, and it, I'm not saying I was, was I was wrong anyway. on Jalen Brunson too. Yeah. I did not think he was going to be turn Blow out to like be that. nobody did. No, and, and not think what he's doing with the Knicks this year. I didn't think he'd be able to repeat how but, well he but played. They should have paid. I him was early. wrong about that. They should when they oh, first 100%. started. They should have paid him when it first. Yeah, when we first started 100%. ascending. Agreed. I'm with you. No, I. I and agree. then yeah, and then I think the other part of that was we, you went and got Christian Wood because you wanted a three. Uh, a stretch. I thought that was a good move. I it wasn't though because it was the beginning of no defense. That's true, but and yeah. he, they, it was he, a different team. He needed they were, to be they a, were a different team at the time. They were, but he needed to be a stretch five on that team. And then they were like, we can't even play him at five because he refuses to play defense in the post. I thought Jason Kidd would be able to motivate him to play D. That was a, that was a knock on him even in Houston, and that was a knock on him going there. Everybody thought Jason Kidd, defensive-minded guy, will motivate him. Yes. And also, his teammates are defense. Most of them are defensive guys. Yeah. But then when they shipped all those guys out, well, no, but he, he, he never. Right, right. He was he never. Once they had to put him at a four, the four instead of the five, you knew it was kind of already not working. Yeah, yeah. And he plays good offense. Oh yeah. But again, Kyrie is playing good offense too. The problem is you needed what you really need in the Mavs was a stretch five, like how in Milwaukee they have Robin Lopez, who's not a great yeah. defender. He's but he can shoot a three now, and he can play a little bit and of post seven defense. Foot. He's seven foot tall, <laughs> exactly. and he can go inside there, yes. and it's huge because now it means Giannis can get to the paint and he can stand on the three point line. If you come off and, and Giannis defend, plays defense too, then Lopez is going to get in there. But Lopez can get in the paint and play defense. You need that guy. They haven't been able to find him. They were hoping it was going to be Christian Wood, and that was the beginning of it yeah. starting to collapse. That's a great point. And when that piece didn't hit, it's just been a a series of dominoes going mm-hmm. to what did we say at the beginning of the season? Me and Hart said that there is no way Luca was going to be able to play a full season Not at, all. at the pace he was playing at the beginning of the year because you just your body breaks down, and obviously now he's he's fat according to Atlanta. <laughs> so <laughs> it all just it all just steamrolled into and one big piece. Solid. And if you want to blame it on Kyrie, that's fine. He's a pawn in this game of what happened with the Mavs. Exactly. I mean, they think he's fat in Atlanta. Listen, Atlanta, it's, 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 thickness is celebrated in Atlanta. All right? they like Not for the visitors. Not for the visitors. I guess they want to be more toned up exactly. and sexy. And yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know yeah. what, Luca? Come like to tone. San Antonio. You are in fit, fitness shape in San Antonio. <laughs> Just ask Charles Barkley. Oh. Uh, guys, we're – okay, if the, if the Mavs do not make it into the playoffs – It'll be uh, the first time um, in since the NBA has had uh, three teams in the state of Texas that not one of them made the playoffs. And I believe it's been since 1980, 1981, that season, where they had uh, three teams in the state of Texas. Man. So it was the first time ever. And also will be the first time that all, all the Cali teams make it. Yep. Yep. All the Cali teams are in right Sacramento's now. playing well. well Sacramento's saying, probably been the hey, better how team. How many times has the Spurs been bad and Sacramento good? Unprecedented <laughs> really, times Sac right now. Sac City, guys. baby. Like, what is happening? Oh, man. And the, and, the, and the Knicks, are the New York teams, like the Knicks are in, right? Not the, not the Brooklyn nah, Nets, the I don't Brooks, think. Brooklyn's no, the Nets are not going to be in, I don't all think. All right. So but I, 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 that would be crazy, too. All right. Anyway, all right, we'll get to the flex on the other side, right here on Ball the Line, 149 Horns. Imagine me and you, I do I think about you day and night It's only right to think about the girl you love And hold her tight Alright, welcome back so to Bob Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn uh, Time for uh, the flex Oh, by the way, tomorrow you'll have uh, We'll have the flex for you tomorrow? Yep. 
Okay, I thought we would. I just wanted to make sure. Because uh, I think we have full shows all week long. Matter of fact, we'll give you some details on actually how you can catch Texas baseball. That's right. Because Texas baseball in action uh, today, actually. They're about uh, to start. Right about now. now. It's a pregame's this. already happening on 1260 and 1019. Pregame oh. is happening. And then the game will tip off. Our first pitch will be here just in a second. That's right. why he's the real MVP. All right, there you go. The real MVP. Uh, all right, uh, go to flxatx.com, flxatx on all of your social media platforms. Like I said, tomorrow you can catch up with the Flex crew. They will be doing the, uh, the Flex Wednesday night uh, show uh, right after we are done on Ball Don't Lie, so at, right at 7 o'clock. Also, you can go check out some of the older Flex shows. They got the uh, the Bryce Hager uh, Flex show up there also. Ken Folks still up there. That's right. Getting some got love. Him, got him giving Nigo, some love. <laughs> uh, Nigo Hamilton uh, and his, uh, his people hanging out, Pops came out to That's to kick right. it. Uh, so they got had a great conversation with the Flex crew. You can go check out that as well on flxatx.com, flxatx on all of your social media platforms. Uh, all right, uh, we'll, we'll get to the break here. I want to get into the Sark media availability next segment, so we'll dive into it. He's got, he talked about a lot of different things. He was asked about almost every uh, relevant position that you want to know about, so we'll get into it, talk about it. Also, uh, dive into a little Texas football spring discussion. Go behind the burnt orange curtain right here on Ball Don't Light on 104.9 The Horn.